Well, it was bound to happen at some point. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on hey hey welcome to the show coming up a little bit later of course we're gonna preview the final game of the series here against the baltimore orioles sevy on the mound we're gonna talk about him and see if he can bounce back that's coming up a little bit later we also have some pretty tough news to talk about uh in regards to jimmy cordero and we also have some other news and notes we need to get to as well but stacy last night the yankees bullpen imploding on itself for the first time in a while uh, as a matter of fact, Nick Ramirez, Michael King, and Ian Hamilton did not get the job done. No, shocking, kind of, because we've been talking about how great the bullpen is. And I guess this was, you know, like we said at the open, it's bound to happen at some point. And it's just unfortunate that it happened in this game because uh, Randy Vasquez pitched so well and you want to see him leave with a lead and then have <laughs> the bullpen keep that lead. And, then, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, the Yankees held a 2 nothing lead uh, at one point there. Of course, it all started to fall apart as soon as Vasquez got pulled. I want to talk about Randy Vasquez in a second. Uh, but, of course, uh, it started with Nick Ramirez giving up that Mullins double with one out. Of course, an Aaron Hicks single. And then Colton Kowser's first MLB hit an RBI knock there to, to kind of close the gap a little bit, make it 2-1. to one. And then it really, really unraveled when Michael Keane came in, uh, gave up that RBI triple to, to Jordan Westberg, uh, Adam Frazier uh, with a fielder's choice to make it four to two. And then it just kind of continued to unravel there on Ian Hamilton, Rushman, a two, uh, a double, and then Ryan Hearn with that two run shot in the ninth to kind of just seal the deal there. I mean, Ramirez King Hamilton have been some of the best options this season. So it's not only rare to see them falter, but to see them falter all at the same game. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, it's one thing for, you know, King to have a bad outing, maybe Ramirez, although Ramirez had been doing pretty good since the Yankees had brought him up. But yeah, it is kind of strange to have all three of those guys just not have it tonight. As far as Randy Vasquez is concerned, I mean, you can't ask for a ton more or maybe you can. I want to get your feeling on this. So final line for Randy last night. Uh, he was looking great. Five innings, three hits, didn't allow a run, did walk three and only strike out one on 75 pitches. A little Johnny Brito line for you. Yeah. Um, 75 pitches, Stace, after five. He was in the midst of the third time through the order. At times this year with Scranton Wilkesbury, he's pushed near triple digits uh, with the Rail Riders this season. His season high is 98 pitches. Um, did Booney pull him too early? I think so. I think he did. I think he could have at least given him maybe a batter just to see how things would go. Um, I know they don't like bringing in bullpen guys with someone on base if that were to happen, but I feel like he was pulled a little too soon. Just a hair. So you would have given him at least a batter if that guy had reached then pull or, yeah. or him a batter until dictated otherwise that it was warranted. Yes. Yeah. 
So we we talked a lot about Clark Schmidt yesterday on yesterday's show about his fifth and sixth inning woes. Uh, so I wanted to look back just as that was top of mind here on this recent conversation we had about Randy Vasquez's sixth inning. So last year in double A, he didn't have a terrible sixth inning. That's for certain. Uh, this year, it's been not that great in scranton Wilkesbury. Uh, in AAA, of course, this is his first season in AAA baseball, and of course, first season in Major League Baseball as well. Obviously, not a ton of uh, a ton of numbers to go off of in the majors, so it, it's also been limited action uh, in AAA as far as uh, a sixth inning numbers are are concerned. So there wasn't a ton to go off of, especially at this competition level. So I think the Yankees just kind of played on the safe side there yeah. and going. Well, we're third time through the order. He got the outs there third time through, or at least the start of the third time through, um, and just going, we have the best pen in baseball, so why waste it? Right, because, again, you don't expect maybe one guy, but not all three of them, to uh, kind of blow up there. Not blow up, but that was a winnable game by the Yankees, and uh, it turned into a not winnable game, which is annoying. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, maybe they were looking at Vasquez in that way and thought, okay, five's good. We got a good pen. We'll be able to shut it down. And they just didn't. Yeah, it is odd. I mean, Nick Ramirez, what was it, two days ago or prior to the game, had thrown an inning in two-thirds. So kind of quick turnaround for Nick Ramirez. Um, Michael King, obviously, he had a couple of blunders earlier on in the season but had righted the ship in a, in a big way. And Ian Hamilton, who was incredible, got hurt and then has been good since coming back. So, again, it's just, it's just odd. Um, but I did want to credit Randy Vasquez with that sweeper last night. I mean, it was off the hook. Like, it was it was unreal. Yeah. Um, it was all over the place in a good way. So it's really good to see. Uh, Stace, uh, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but quickly, does Vasquez stick around? Ooh, um, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know what the I just don't see them do. having a place for him because I think they want him to be a starter, right? Oh yeah, and then Radon's coming back. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's the, we'll be talking about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there isn't any move as of this recording. Uh, yeah. I was telling subtexters that I anticipate potentially that he would get optioned down uh, post game, which we are about a eh, half an hour, forty five minutes post game, and they haven't made an official move just yet because they could elect to option Vasquez back. He obviously couldn't come back for 10 days, uh, but they could option him back, call somebody up like Crook or something, uh, call up a reliever for Friday or for Thursday, rather, and then uh, option that player back down and then get Rodon on. Um, for we're going to talk about later, they do have the 40-man space right now as well. Um, so they could do some stuff with that if they really wanted to pick somebody up and sign them to a major league contract. Um, so those are all options, but um, you know, they use three relievers, so maybe they don't, maybe they feel like they can get by with Severino, but you, you never really know uh, mm -hmm. the offense last night, Stacy Donaldson with another Homer, which usually spells doomsday for the Yankees. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's his ninth bomb. Higgy with an RBI knock in the fifth and then Volpe uh, with the, uh, the Homer as well to, to bring it close. That was his 12th of the year. Everyone was just so worried about Volpe and he's really the chicken parm yeah, that turned the season around. Yeah, the chicken parm that turned his season around. Unbelievable. Now, every time he does something, I'm going to put a chicken parm gif on Twitter. That's going to be my New Volpe York thing. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. I am part Italian, by the way. I, I know. Well, I meant yeah. Volpe. I meant yeah. Volpe. Yeah, yeah but I, I am. Say, 
the 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 emoji that that emoji is oh yes i do i do that for uh marinaccio and rizzo i use oh, yeah. that well, I mean, yes yeah. yeah i mean you gotta you gotta <laughs> um so obviously the offense didn't do enough to get it done you, you had that lead you thought it could be possible there um but hey that's the way she goes sometimes the yankees mm-hmm. could potentially still win the series did want to bring this up a very scary moment in the bottom of the fifth there stace uh that Another defensive woe for the Orioles. Um, it was a bobbled baseball at second, and then Gunnar Henderson had to uh, hustle a throw to try and turn a double play on Volpe. And then uh, the ball sailed into the camera well and hit, uh, yes, cameraman Pete Stentel. And this was a very, very long delay. Uh, the paramedics had to come in. They had to get him carted off. It looked like uh, we, we saw one very small glimpse of it in the, I believe it was the second replay then they didn't show it there after ever again on the prime feed last night. Uh, But yeah, he got hit like square in the forehead. It was a very, very scary moment. Yes. Um, I have to say good on the fans for not being jerks about things. Cause sometimes baseball fans get antsy when something like that happens and a delay happens. And uh, it was good to see him give the peace sign when he left and a shocker, which I thought was funny. And uh you know, at least he was okay. But yeah, that was a square hit to the forehead. That yeah. reminded me almost of years ago, Chuck Knobloch hit Keith Olbermann's mom in the stands in the head, like 25 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, she was okay. But she was an older woman at the time. And when Knobloch started getting the yips, and that's they start they had to move him off second base after soon after that but yeah it reminded me of that because it was very similar and uh best wishes to pete again gave the peace sign and you know let everyone know that at least he was conscious when they were taking him off the field because that's just any hit to the head is scary yeah super scary and and i think i i knew that it was going to be a thing the second if you saw how Sevy reacted, Sevy was the first one to really see what happened there uh if you saw him there in the bottom corner of the screen uh, he immediately jumped up and ran over there. So he, he saw the whole thing. It's, it's, it's scary, man. Um, and yeah, I felt bad for Gunnar Henderson too. Cause he looked really concerned. Cause you know, when you're the one that throws the ball that hits someone, it kind of, I mean, I can't even imagine how that kid felt. So I felt bad for him. Yeah. I mean, we send all our love to, to Pete Stanton and his family and hopefully he, he makes a recovery and we see him out there on first base soon. It's just a, a very scary moment. And, you know, every time, I mean, line drives going into the, to the first base, third base side, like it's, it's always scary. It's just an unfortunate consequence of how quick this game could be. So uh, we send all our love out to the Stantle family and hopefully Pete makes a quick, quick recovery. Uh, but hey, thanks for checking us out here. Of course, we got more show coming up in just a second. You can drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday down below. That show is tomorrow. Don't forget. So you can go to that pinned comment here on YouTube down below and hit reply and put your questions in there. Don't forget, your question has to go into that pinned comment for us to consider it. If you want to skip the line, you can join our subtext. Of course, we were talking about the uh, Jimmy Cordero suspension in the subtext, and we had some questions uh, come our way. We were answering them on the spot. You can get all those perks and a bunch of other really cool things. All you got to do is go to the episode description. There's a free 14-day trial to get text messages from Stacy and myself on a daily basis. Again, all the details down below. One quick breather. When we come back again, we need to talk about Jimmy Cordero and some other news and notes.
Our new sponsor, Sleeper, is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports, it's about building personal connections and lasting memories. I just signed up for it. So if you sign up for it, look for me. I am Staceface826. With Sleeper, predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download Sleeper in your app store and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and it's currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Second segment here, Locked On Yankees. Stacy and Steve with you here today. Hey, don't forget, coming up to the Everydayers tomorrow, it's Fan Mail Friday. You guys already know the drill. Drop your questions down below. It's your last chance to get your questions in for our weekly Fan Mail Friday segment that's coming up tomorrow. So hit subscribe so you don't miss that. Of course, you can catch the Orioles series, which wraps up tonight on Sirius XM. Stacy, some terrible news uh, on a multitude of fronts. Coming out prior to yesterday's game, Jimmy Cordero has been suspended for the remainder of the 2023 season for violating the league's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. This is the third Yankee since this policy's implementation in 2015, joining Domingo Herman and Aroldis Chapman, all pitchers, of course, here who have uh, been given this ban. Cordero will serve a 76-game ban, which, of course, is not the longest that has been dealt out, but just by the nature of the season. Uh, and, of course, any playoff run that the Yankees may have this year. So obviously not great news. No, no. And I didn't even know about it. Um, we were in our weekly meeting for the Locked On hosts, and J.D. of Locked On Cardinals said, oh, my God, Jimmy Cordero. And I said, what? What happened now? Because, you know, <laughs> with the Yankees, you never know if it's going to be an injury or something like that. And when he told me what it was, I just – I had to go yep. to Twitter and check it out and just. Ugh. There are very few public details about this, which yeah. is not super uncommon. Right. I imagine we will learn more about this in the coming days. Uh, as far as, I mean, there are obvious way more important things, but as far as Yankees are concerned, this is what we're talking about when we're texting our subtexters about this. Uh, again, you can join uh, down below if you if these types of things happen or anything else happens and you have like immediate questions, we were able to answer some of them. So uh, as far as the roster is concerned, so if, if someone gets like a suspension, like normally like for whatever, hitting an umpire or something like touching an umpire or, you know, fighting on the field, whatever, like a three game suspension, their team is, is unable to fill that roster spot in this case. However, since it is a season ban, um, the Yankees do open up a 40-man spot. So Jimmy Cordero is technically not on the 40-man roster right now for the Yankees. He is now uh, actually on the restricted list, which means the Yankees have a 40-man roster spot. Again, this is not the most important part here. Of course it's not, of but course. just so right. uh, you're aware of how this kind of stuff works. Because I also learned this because you don't see these types of suspensions handed out on a regular basis, which is great. Let's keep it that way, guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's how it is. And, and I think that's, uh, I, I know that's why you didn't see Nick Ramirez uh, or anybody else get optioned down 
uh, to get Randy Vasquez there. Of course, the Yankees uh, will need a 40-man spot here in the next day for uh, Carlos Rodon, so they won't have to make uh, any move like that. They'll obviously have to make a 27-man move, uh, but not a 40-man move. But uh, Stace, I mean, just just without many details here, I mean, look, I'm not going to say withholding judgment, but of course, I want to see to make sure everything, you know, get the whole story here. Um, but still, just just in general, I mean, it's it's awful to see. I hate when things like this happen. Um, good on Major League Baseball for um, getting better with this kind of stuff because they have been ever since they implemented it in 2015. They've gotten much better and they've gotten much stricter recently over the last few years. Um, but I mean, just overall, I, I hope that all parties are, you know, can can move past this and, and um, get better through all of this. And I hope Jimmy Cordero takes the necessary steps to get himself right as well. Yes. Now, they said something to the effect of um, the Yankees didn't know or they knew what, what was I, I saw something where they said that they didn't know the investigation was going on or they knew he was being investigated, but they didn't know for what. And then they found out that it was for this because I was completely confused when I was reading some of the stuff about this okay. earlier. Yeah, though, no, that's that's news to me. You know, I didn't know that either. So, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is still early. I mean, this happened on uh, a Wednesday. It was like Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, uh, this came out. Um, I think the players were were a little bit taken by surprise as well. So it seems a little kind of shocking out of nowhere. Um, but of course, uh, we'll, we'll see how this continues to progress. Again, I imagine we'll get more details here in the coming days. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. The reporters were asking some of the players questions about it, and you know, the players don't really know what's going on. And I feel like they're setting the players up for saying something that they can almost do as a gotcha if they say the wrong answer. And I didn't appreciate that aspect of everything because we don't know what is going on. Yeah, I mean, I get that you have to ask. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of the the part of it. It's like, hey, man, like, can you can you speak on this? I mean, players also have the right to be like, nah, man, I'm I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. Right. Like, uh, I don't know what's going on. And I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. That's yeah. all I know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That that's all we have to say about that. Again, if there's anything else, uh, we will let you know if there's anything else that comes out of that. But that's as far as we know now. Um, stay some other quick notes here from Wednesday's game. Of course, Harrison Bader uh, was held out of the lineup yesterday. They called it a routine day off, but they also admitted that uh, Bader was feeling a little sore on that wrist. Understandable, because that was quite a, I mean, it was hit right in the meat of the wrist. I mean, I know he wears stuff, but that cannot feel good. I mean, he did get a hit after that, but, you know, you're kind of running on adrenaline there. And then, you know, after like a day or two, you really start to feel it. So hopefully it's not anything bad and uh, he'll be okay. Yeah, that's the that's the fingers crossed. And then as far as uh, other kind of day to day stuff, Billy McKinney uh, kind of quietly did not play on July 3rd or July 4th. Uh, just didn't really notice that um, he found one off of his foot back on July 2nd. And uh, Boone had called him, quote, an emergency option only over the last few days. Of course, he did pinch hit on Wednesday and picked up a single. So that's that's pretty uh, it's good to see, obviously, that he's able to come in and do that. Stace, where do you see Billy McKinney's, McKinney's role right now on the Yankees? Maybe that sort of a role. Um, you know, not playing all the time, but kind of when they need him to, I guess. But, you know, it's not easy to come in after not playing for a couple days and be, uh, you know, expected to pinch hit and do something. And um, good on him for getting a single there. I mean, the Yankees would have been better off with more lefties in the lineup against Kramer, but, eh, you know, hindsight 2020, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it seems like it's still a revolving door out in the outfield just in general. We saw Stanton in right on Wednesday night uh, and obviously got that double off on a, on a fly ball to right. Um, so, I mean, I think you're going to still see uh, a platoon of McKinney, Bowers, Oswaldo if he starts. Um, but, yeah, we'll kind of still see that revolving door out in the outfield. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the news and notes of the day here. Of course, uh, the Yankees and Orioles are going to wrap up their four game series tomorrow or today. We're recording this yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, of course. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second when we come back. Yankees Orioles game four of this series back now on locked on Yankees. Hey, you can catch that game on Sirius XM. Just like you can catch the entire season. All you got to do is Google Sirius XM free trial and you can get like a three month trial pretty much anywhere, wherever you look, you can download the Sirius XM app now and listen to the Yankees hometown broadcast with Mr. Sterling uh, Stace pitching matchup for this Thursday game. Kyle Bradish versus Luis Severino uh, British Bradish. Second time he faces the Yankees. He is on a roll right now. He's one of the bright spots of a flailing Baltimore Orioles, despite the win yesterday. Uh, four starts in a row, three runs or less. Uh, he's coming off uh, a nice outing. Did give up seven hits against the Minnesota Twins on one run. Gave up a solo shot in six innings of work, struck out seven, and walked one. Uh, he faced Garrett Cole, if you remember this, back in May 23rd. This was a, a tough era of Garrett Cole in 2023, but it was a tough day for Kyle Bradish as well. Five innings, seven hits, four earned, three walks, three Ks, and he gave up a home run to Harrison Bader. Stace Luis Severino on the bump. What's he got to do to bounce back? <laughs> hmm. Well, he has to figure out what's wrong, because I know he was saying that after the last start, that he he's so frustrated because he can't, figure out what is going on with him um he needs to last longer than uh four innings i would like to see at least five out of him i would also like for him to not give up more than two runs i know that's not technically a quality start but i feel like it would be much better than what he's been doing lately and you have the big guns of the bullpen rested at least for a day so if they need to come in they can um but i just i want him to be the Sevy that's fired up during the playoffs and striking guys out left and right. And I miss that guy and I want him back. Yeah. I mean, this will be a, a fairly important start for him. You want him to go into the all-star break off of a high note. That's for sure. Cause I mean, the season has obviously not been what he wanted. I mean, you, your uh, bold prediction stays six shutout frames that I definitely didn't wring your arm around for and <laughs> fully on your own. Yes, uh, totally. <laughs> he, he's had, he has weirdly enough. I mean, this is kind of all the Yankees uh, and everybody because the Orioles are so young, but not a lot to go off of as far as matchups are concerned. Uh, the, the big hitters, Anthony Santander, two for six against Seve with a couple of homers has struck out once uh, that was all last season uh, and Cedric Mullins career 0 for five with a walk and a strikeout against Seve. But I mean, he hasn't seen Gunnar Henderson. He hasn't seen uh, a lot of these guys. He hasn't seen Adley Rushman. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they look like first time against Seve, but it also depends on what kind of Seve comes out. Yeah. Cause that could go one of two ways. It could be where he, gets the better of them because they haven't faced him or they tee off on him. So we'll, cause I don't think there's any in between really. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. We'll see how it all goes down here. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know if he's going to go the Herman back-to-back brutal outings, uh, which would set him up, of course, for a perfect game. Perfect game, right. Yeah, I mean, that's coming... the recipe for a yeah, the recipe, right? Yeah, coming uh, back from the All-Star break, he's going to pitch a perfect game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Talk, talk about a bold prediction right there for you. <laughs> um, I think I'm still holding strong at Randy Vasquez having the uh, best outing of any Yankees starter. Uh, I mean, five shutout frames, three hits. I mean, I think I have an argument. Yeah, so far. We'll see. We'll see if if you're so this is kind of fun. Who this final game kind of determines who wins the bull prediction battle between you and I. Because yeah. if it is yours correct, going six shutout frames, uh, then you obviously beat me because I had five shutout frames. <laughs> so we'll see. It's a battle for Steve and Stace, uh locked on Yankees superiority. Of course, that's what you guys are all waiting for, right? Not uh not to see who's gonna win the four game set. We'll see. We'll see that game tonight again on Sirius XM. You can drop your questions down below for Fan Mail Friday. That's tomorrow's show, so don't forget it. Of course, you can skip the line by joining our subtext. You get a bunch of perks with that subscription. And then, of course, as we mentioned 100 times over, there's a 14-day free trial. So check out the episode description. There's info there and, of course, a video detailing out everything that you get with subtext. It's a whole bunch of fun. And thank you to our subsectors for continued support of this show. But that's going to just about do it for today's Locked On Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.